Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 77. I'm Michael John Simpson. Today we are sponsored by WhedonCon. Are you a Joss Whedon fan? Then come check out WhedonCon 2017 in Los Angeles, May 19th through the 21st. Single day and all weekend tickets are available now at WhedonCon.com. This episode features comedian Jen Saunderson. You may have seen her stand-up around Seattle and Los Angeles or on IFC's Comedy Crib web series, The Filling is Mutual. I first saw Jen perform at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank at a show curated and hosted by former podcast guest and friend Shannon Corder. Jen and I talked about her start in stand-up comedy, strip clubs, the culinary arts, cartoons, impressions, and TV. It's a croissant. Here's episode 77 of the Something Something Experience. What an adventure. <laughs> wow, yeah, you can't. Well, he's not playing. No. But you can't. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hi, Jen Saunderson. Oh, are um, you on? Yeah, yeah. We're oh. off and running, no pomp and circumstance. Are you comfy? You, you can sit back if you yeah, want. Yeah, so good. This thing should... Do you go by Michael or Michael, Michael. John? Oh, well, my my stepmom calls me Michael John because she has a son, Michael, as well. So she calls me Michael John. But anyway, <laughs> um, I go by Michael. So. Oh, okay. Just make sure. Um, I saw you at Flappers at, um, how was that? It wasn't a Gosh. bringer show. It was, um, it was uh, J- um, Shannon Quarter, who is a former podcast guest and a friend of mine, um, did a big show and mm-hmm. you were one of the comedians and um, I was the one sitting up very close up front laughing way too loud. (laughs) No, I love that. Please. Uh, If I can get somebody to snort, though, that's like orgasms for comedy. It's like, please, snort more. You a multi-snorter? Yeah. You just have to watch out for the... You need tissues. I mean, for any kind of thing, you just need tissues. That's just... Getting into gross territory already. Uh, well, yeah, earning earning that uh, earning that parental advisory rating at every turn, <laughs> at every turn. Um, so, when and where did you start stand up? I started stand up about over nine years ago in Seattle. Um, it was a really fun venue that I was at. That was kind of an old boys club mm-hmm. that uh, that eventually got turned into a strip club. Nice. No. <laughs> well, I mean, nice for them if that's what they're into. Right. I didn't. I didn't really find my. Uh, it wasn't really my ground there. So a friend of mine, Lucas, recommended that I go and check out the Comedy Underground, and that became more of my of uh, my home club, and that would be my home club now. Um, when I started, there was a table of about six of us that would go. Uh, Solomon Giorgio, Daniel Radford, that are both down here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Merriman, who I believe is doing mascot work for the Rat Silly, no, the uh, Roller Derby in Portland uh, as the Goat Boy. Oh, <laughs> wow! A uh, Roller Derby with a Goat Boy. I had never heard of the Goat Boy add-on or addendum to the fabulousness that is roller derby. I've had several friends who are in roller derby. Uh, somebody, a couple people I know used to be in the uh, the Derby Dolls and a couple of the other L.A. clubs. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine was actually in the Bam Margera deodorant commercial oh, with, the, with the roller derby. <laughs> she was one of the one of the baddies, one of the one of the odor, one of the ones that, that that's specified odor. I think I remember dressed those. in black with purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in that, so that was cool. Um, so she started in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm of the opinion that the world needs more comedy clubs, and you know, I think we have enough strip clubs. Probably, yeah, I would rather good. have <laughs> venues that promote happiness rather than sadness. But um, I mean, you know, some people really enjoy strip clubs, and that's cool. I've never been a been a patron of them myself because for me, it's just like. If I'm hungry and I walk into a butcher shop, I don't want to just stand there and drool on the steaks. I want to be able to get one and take it home and eat it. You know, I'm, right. you know. I went to a strip club with Danielle and a, a friend of mine, Lizzie Pilcher, when we went to Bridgetown uh, many years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like their second year mm-hmm. as a festival. And we went into Mary's, which is one of the oldest strip clubs oh, nice. in Portland, which is known for their strip clubs. And they're really pro there. And there was this woman with like a, I think she had a ladder of piercings below. Really? And, uh, she was very butch and we being ladies were like, well, let's support her. And we sat up front and the guys in the back were just like, you're making it weird. (laughs) (laughs) And and we're clapping for her like, yeah, you go. And she like took my glasses off with her foot and put them back on my face with her foot. Mm. And I was talking about picking up her kids with her partner. And we're just like, this, this is cool. This is the way I would do strippers. Like really like butch lesbian women telling you about their day. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll have a beer to this. The struggle like, is real, yeah. Like, you're not even paying college. You just are like, screw this. <laughs> like, yeah, that's this. That was the one strip club experience where I was like, all right, yeah, I the can one, go. The one strip club experience that I had that was really good um, was I was with my wife, and, and we were in, in Nevada. We were in, in uh, um, oh, what's the little... The Reno? Little t- no, it's the little Burnley? town right off of Vegas. Um uh, oh shoot! Where the heck were we? Uh, there's a little town very, very close to Vegas, and it's like all motels and stuff like that. Where but, they hide the bodies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they hide the bodies. Um, anyway, we, we met my parents there because my my kid would go and and fly across the country to do the 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 grandparents tour every summer. Go to Chicago and then Denver, and then my parents. We would either meet in Vegas and drop the kid off with my parents, or pick the kid up from from my parents. Mm-hmm. And so, and then Danny and I would always get a night in Vegas, you know. And uh, one night we were in Vegas, and Danny's like. I want to see some titties. I'm like, okay, okay, we can do that. And so we got in the car and we drove around and the first place we we went and we paid the $1,200 cover charge. Right, right. And we go in and we, um, you know, we put some money down and we got a, we got a private lap dance and she put two chairs together and uh, my wife sat in one and I sat in the other one and she it, it spent the entire time entertaining her. Oh, of course. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And every time I tried to reach around and lean around, she would actually butt my chest with her buttocks and push me back into the chair. <laughs> you know, like, nope, nope, not your turn, you know, that kind of thing. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and that was most enjoyable because it was all about paying attention to her because, you know, the whole, I've been to strip clubs and had attention paid to me and I'm just like, yeah, hi, yeah, oh, you, you do this very well, that's very, that's great, you know, I, I, go you, you know, I'm all about female empowerment, and enjoy yourself, and no shame, and all that great stuff, it's just not really doing anything for me downstairs, so, you know, right. but, but, but good, good job, here's some, here's some money, you know, but yeah, it's just not my thing, so. I hosted burlesque for about a year, that's when I first started doing comedy, mm-hmm. and the women there were just freaking 
badass. I love oh burlesque. My burlesque is fantastic. Give me tassels and and crazy outfits and and strip tees and opera gloves and I love that. And especially any kind of like themed burlesque, the, oh, all the yes. sci-fi nerdy ones and yeah. stuff. I have a, I have a lot of friends who do that too. So. My favorite is uh, back home in Seattle is I have a handful. <laughs> She's just jaw droppingly one like just amazing and voluptuous and creative as hell. Yeah. She does a prince burlesque where she's Ooh. dressed full on prince. Nice. And then <laughs> she does another one that's um Renaissance themed where she has like uh the Amadeus song going on nice. followed by like uh bittersweet symphonies and <laughs> it's just she comes out there and you're like, oh, this girl knows about skinny puppies and nine inch nail. Nice, and nice. you could tell she would have been like the cool goth chick nice, at, at nice. your high school. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. She's just uh, all around badass. And yeah, she, uh, I wish I had that kind of courage because I just hosted it. Um, when I first started doing comedy, I did burlesque for a year, not doing it, but just telling jokes. Sure, and sure. So you were doing this tra- traditional MC for burlesque, which yeah, is very telling vaudeville. jokes. Yeah, very telling, telling filthy jokes or dirty jokes in between or whatever. Or were, I don't know if you were jokes were dirty for, of that part or <laughs> At not. At that but. point in time, because I was so new, my jokes were very dirty. Nice. Um, just like, hi, I'm a little girl and I just said the C word. <laughs> Are you impressed? Yeah, oh, my yeah. Dad hates me. So <laughs> it's very much stuff like that. Like yeah. I would tell my mom the jokes and it would always be Jennifer. Jennifer. What on. are you saying in public? Why would you say that? It's like it would, never could she, be a did vocal she use level. Your middle name as well. Jennifer Murray Seaman. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. Because my maiden name is Seaman, so Ugh. Uh, which perfect was for burlesque. Perfect for yeah, burlesque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like John Simon. It's like, is that, and then everybody assumes that you're a burlesque, burlesque dancer because clearly that has to be a stage name. Right, right, right. And so many guys would be like, show us your tits. And it's like, first, you are terrible at being a burlesque audience. And second, you don't understand at all what's going on. Uh, but the first audience I started to really work for, uh, was I would go in between drag queens oh, at a gay nice, bar. Nice, nice. And you have to be dirty there. Yes. Like you can't like filth, filth. You, can't, you can't go up there and be like, oh we're gonna be Brian Ring and talk about peanut butter. And they'd be like, <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're sweet, yeah, but yeah, you can't, bless your you can't. bless your little heart. Well, I like I like, uh, I like drag drag burlesque as well. And I like drag king burlesque as well. I have a lot of I have some friends who are uh, 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 you know uh, kind of uh, gender neutral and mm-hmm. and do drag king shows and stuff. And so yeah, that's a lot of fun too. That's yeah, I uh, I did a project in one of my anthropology classes because I went to school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Note my glasses. I we, went to school. I went to school. I, I have three degrees, technically three majors, but they're in two degrees. <laughs> and, and, and Still paying books. <laughs> I wear I read books, but they're real books, not on any kind of a device. Uh, <laughs> I dog ear my theories. The smell of must. <laughs> uh, what, what what are your degrees in? I have a degree in communication with a double emphasis in uh, public relations and advertising and then I have an anthropology degree because that was what I really loved the most and my mom was like you'll never make any money (laughs) so I was like okay fine do you are you full time stand up or do you have are you a 9 to 5 -er as well I have a 9 to 5 job too Mm -hmm. in sales Mm -hmm. um, doing marketing for uh 
doing sales so for... You're actually using your degree. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's right? crazy. It's crazy. And then I figure, like, if you can... If you love culture, it's really important to know about different cultures and things when you're doing stand-up because you could be super offensive and not even know why. Right, right, like, right. So I think yeah, different parts important. of the country. A lot of the a lot of the stand-up podcasts I listen to. I listen to Jackie and Laurie's show, and oh, and yeah. that's uh, the, the whole emphasis being on all of their recommendations are all female comics. It's all very much women in the industry and what women go through in the industry, and it's it's powerful stuff. And I listen to Two Dope Queens, mm-hmm. Phoebe Robinson, and. Uh, and uh, uh, Jessica um, Williams. Well, Williams, thank you. And um, they're great. I also really like Phoebe's show. So many white guys, <laughs> which is basically it's all her whole thing. She talks to people who are in the biz who aren't straight up white dudes, and so mm-hmm. she talks to people, women of color, women, white, white women, women of color, and um, uh, people who are in the you know the trans spectrum mm-hmm. as well. They did have one white on the show, uh, Mike Birbiglia, and if you're going to have a white guy on the show, <laughs> Mike Birbiglia is probably the guy you'd want to have on. So. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, I love Lori. Uh, when when uh, when I lived in Seattle, I used to uh, do a little show called The Filling is Mutual, which now got picked up for IFC, mm. and we did a web series for that that came out last week. Uh, but yeah, when she came over, I was making dishes based off a comedian's joke, and she had this hilarious joke which I can never retell other comedians' jokes. It just never works. Right. Uh, she had me tell it on the show, too. Oh. I'm like, and I'm in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in my kitchen. So it, she was talking about how her boyfriend was Russian and how he'd been in America for so long and he kept forgetting to say the in front of things. He'd be like, hand me remote. Hand and me remote. Hand like, me. Yeah, things like that. And <laughs> uh, she said, if you, if you would just say the in front of things, people might, you know... Uh, things might be better for you. I, I don't remember the exact thing, but he, he ends up saying, like, hand me the remote. Thank you, the bitch. And <laughs> something along those lines. And I'm so sorry if she hears this. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, don't worry. She, knows, <laughs> she, just, she barely wants to get through for the, the hour of her doing her own podcast, let alone listening to any others. So we, we made, uh, we made a dish based off of her Russian boyfriend where it was like gingerbread base. It was like it's full, almost truffle, a trifle of, uh, Russian desserts where it was that and then baked apples on top of cinnamon and then we made something called chalk chalk which I'm still not familiar if I'm saying it right which are like tiny little donuts type things that you fry and then you cover them in a honey mixture and they kind of clump together oh yeah yeah and is we, it the thing they make the cakes out of those ball cakes out of uh, that's I think that's a croquembouche oh, okay okay which I have made before oh nice and nice I had a meltdown in the kitchen because I was trying to make spun sugar and I cannot do spun sugar. <laughs> and so I was just like, screw it, it's gonna be chocolate! And I just <laughs> took this conical uh, styrofoam thing from a florist because I, I just, I used to host uh, holiday parties in Seattle. Now I do them in, in LA, but they're for mostly all ladies. Mm-hmm. And no, they are for all ladies. But when I was in Seattle, I would do like 50, 60 people parties. Oh, yeah. And there'd be a big secret Santa and I'd be like, you better bring your gift. Because <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this for you. Which I'd always have like five because there's always going to be like five comics like, oh, I forgot or my rent's due. And it's, it's like fine. And so I, I, Woke up early, went to a florist department, had no idea that you had needed a reseller's license. I'm like, I just need these two cones because I'm making croquembushes <laughs> and I can't spin sugar. And they, 
<laughs> like, okay, go ahead. Um, and so I'm just sitting there sticking, like, knifing in these, like, uh, what was it, toothpicks into these styrofoam cones. Like, this is a, this is a profiterole, and this is a profiterole. <laughs> so that was my experience making a croquembouche. I had an audition for the Great Holiday Bake Off. Use like the British Bake Off, but for uh, I wanted to say for Seattle, that'd be fun. Um, but for America, and they they liked what I made. I can't make bread to save my life. It all looks like biscotti. Just all of it. It's like I made. Is it all like tar hard? Like it biscotti? is. It is so sad. This is a croissant. <laughs> I can make croissants. Croissants aren't bread. So I can, they're not exactly bread. Somebody's going to like... There's something magical. There's something other to... Uh, it takes eight hours to make croissants because of all the proofing mm-hmm. and then all the folding because mm-hmm. those folds are just yeah, a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any like, of those folded doughs, phyllo or any of the... In the front, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just can't because it's like I, I made, have to I made, bring a tape measure to this baking party? <laughs> Screw you. I made croissants <laughs> once and they were... Really? <laughs> yeah, when I was like 16. Well, I was in French class, and so we had International Food Day at school every every year. And the first time I made croissants, and I decided not to do the Pillsbury croissants in a can wrap. Like, you know, I decided to try to make them from scratch, and my dad... Um, was a very is a very very good cook and has traveled the world and knows how to make everything and so I was like I'm gonna do this and and <laughs> so the next year I went into Fanny Farmer's cookbook found a recipe for ch- for a uh, French onion soup boom so much easier, <laughs> success and then I so just much Lipton kept in there. kept, kept <laughs> no I I made it from scratch oh, really? but yeah and then I I kept adapting and adapting and adapting and eventually I made this soup that is so luxurious and so rich that you can only have the tiniest amount or else you become absolutely socially unacceptable to be around people for like three days (laughs) because your body is just oozing butter and Uh... onions and garlic and you know, and it, I mean, I was using like beef broth and and like oxtails and beef bones to make the broth, and with cognac and red wine, and and then and then doing the onions separately and caramelizing them and using okay. seven different kinds of Your onions. Your house must have smelled amazing. It was amazing, but <laughs> you but, walk in and be like, "This but is my if home." If you have more than a bowl of that, you are. In this constant state of Pungent. the fear for like three days, yeah, Ugh. yeah, it's bad. Yeah, for uh, for the audition that I did, I I went to gosh, Macau, Mc, McDo. I don't remember the name of the butcher in my neighborhood. I just okay. go, that's the butcher, <laughs> and I go in because one of my weird dreams is to be friends with the butcher mm. and just go in and go the usual, and he'll be like, all right, like I have really weird dreams. Ah, oh, Jenny, he's got like a you know, handlebar mustache yeah. and a straw hat, you know, and, a, and the bands on his arms. Ah, Jennifer, welcome. Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> would you like a whole side of beef this week? You know. Yes, I would for all my many children that are cats. <laughs> so, I, I went in and I Here's told, a little bag of chicken liver just for the little ones. Oh, Mr. Meow Mix is going to be pleased. <laughs> like, great. We could just do this all day. <laughs> I have improv training too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to make um I wanted to make little lamb pot pies. Mm. So I I was like, you know what? This is for the audition. You can't half-ass this. I know my bread sucks. So I went in <laughs> and I got lamb's bones and they they're like 
it doesn't cost extra for us to um, slice them down. I was like, that's amazing. So they took the bone saw and they sliced them down and I had them in the slow so cooker get all the marrow, marrow out of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I made my own broth. Mm. So I was determined. Mm. Uh, and some of the broth, it's like seven, eight months old in my freezer. I'm like, no, I'm going to use this. Mm-hmm. I took so long. <laughs> and I just... It sadly looks very similar to, for Valentine's Day, I made my husband Reese's Pieces uh-huh. uh, peanut butter cookie dough, and I have that in there. It's like, this could be a disaster if you tried to use one versus the other. <laughs> and so I made these tiny little pot pies with a, a mashed potato top, and they love those. Yeah. And my signature cookie is called Holly Jollies, which is a peppermint whoopie pie with crinkle chocolate crinkle cuts. Cut, uh, sorry. Chocolate crinkle cookies as the... As the two cookies, and then a choc- uh, a peppermint whoopie pie center dipped and rolled in crushed uh, peppermint sticks. Christ. And with, uh, I'm not done, with <laughs> powdered sugar on top. And now those are things that you can only eat so much of. When I did the show for IFC, I sent a bunch of them there, and I overnighted them, which is so expensive. Don't do that ever. And I kept one cookie at home because I was like, I don't know when they're going to eat this, and I need to make sure that this tastes up to par. And so by the time they got it, it was like five days later because, you know, it's a mail room. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so, like, it's still okay. I, oh, yeah, you can't see what I just did. I yeah, <laughs> tried to take a good bite. Good space of work it. for the podcast. <laughs> I tried to take a bite of the of the one that had been sitting in a Tupperware container She for did it really cute, too. <laughs> My husband kept asking, "Can I have that cookie?" I'm like, nope. "You can't nope. have that cookie. Nope. That's quality. Te- that's quality testing cookie. That's the QT cookie. No, that's our control group." <laughs> <laughs> um. So you said you started uh, stand up in Seattle. What was it that made you gravitate toward it? Was it being in school? Was it art, art, art class, or uh, like uh, drama classes, or things like that? Or, or I mean, what kind of gravitated you toward? Well, I was always obnoxious. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> I identify with that very well. Like, as a kid, um, I would look, I, I would read so many Garfield. Uh, that, <laughs> that can't ever be anyone's origin story. Oh, my God. We used to do that, too. We we had this th- this little dumb tape, tape-recorded radio show that we did, and w- and at one point, we were just reading Garfield comics. <gasps> you did that, into too? Into a tape recorder. I read, yes. I would read uh, Oh, my God. We should totally be best friends now. <laughs> I would read books, and then I would... I was an only child for at least mm-hmm. 10 years, mm-hmm. and so I would... I would make my own books on tape. Yes, and yes. I would make the sound of the chimes. I'd be like, "Bring, turn the page." Who are these tapes for? I'm the only, <laughs> only one. one in the family. <laughs> this is so sad. Nobody yes. else is like, "I want to read those Frog and Toad books." Yes, me, Frog and Toad. <laughs> so saddest card games ever is just me <laughs> playing with my sailor bear t- stuffed animal, oh God, and I I'd used r- to look do- at the cards. But yeah, so that would be me, and I wanted to be a cartoonist. Like, oh, that's what I wanted okay, okay. for a long time. Was like, I wanted to be Jim Davis. Mm-hmm, I had very yeah, yeah. interesting goals. And I would dance around my grandmother's apartment, or not apartment, she had a house, she was fancy. Mm-hmm. And you remember the Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd cartoon? Where they're in a barber shop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would well, the, act the, all of that. That out. was the what's up or doc? The or, or the no, that's not what's up or doc. Anyway, they're doing marriage of Figaro, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I would act all of that out. <laughs> like, wow. I would do characters. My grandma had this big uh, box of fabric because she was a quilter, and I would like make like little like I'd look, I'd be like, "This is my babushka." I don't know words. Like I'd be right, like, right. "I'm Russian." <laughs> <laughs> like we're not 
even. Welcome to my shop. Let me cut your mop. Let me shave your crop. Daintily. (laughs) So I would do all of that. And and then, of course, Muppet Babies came out. And I was like, I want to be Fozzie. I want to be Fozzie so bad. Like, all of my girlfriends were like, I want to be Miss Piggy. I'm like, well, that's sad. I want to be... (laughs) I want to be the one that gets the laughs that everybody loves. Okay, let's be that guy. And I would be the class clown. And then in college, um, we had an up all night. And... They brought in a comedian. I, I feel terrible that I don't remember his name. Uh, they said that he had done a couple of things for the Cosby Show, and uh, he he held, like, a very small, intimate class of people who were interested in doing comedy. And it was just, like, maybe all of three hours, but I got really excited, mm. and I wrote all of my jokes down beforehand, and I came in way too prepared. Oh, wow. And I... Oh, I did... I did jokes that I can't even imagine doing on stage now about, like, real shit. Like, when... I don't even know if I can curse. Um, yeah. I've been, like, totally monitoring. <clears throat> um, no, no, fine. But my grandmother had passed, and when we were going through her house... Oh, this is so gross. We were going through her house. Every woman in my family had a cedar chest, and I found these antique butt plugs... Like not even kidding. I haven't really? done any. I haven't done any comedy about this except for that one night. And I was talking about it on stage, and I put my notepad away from me, and I wasn't. I wasn't like doing an open mic thing where it's like you're reading from the page mm-hmm, or anything. Mm-hmm. And the guy was just like, "See, she's confident. She's ready." And so I decided to make a little comedy club there, and I would have comics go to my house, and we would write. Wow, like and, a comedy workshop, your own comedy workshop. Yeah, and I mean, we only performed one other time yeah. for another up all night and like a girlfriend at the time just started yelling out say cooter it's a funny word it's like oh okay great so I hope that uh, I know there's a videotape of that somewhere and I hope it <laughs> never surfaces <laughs> hi everyone just wanted to take a moment to talk about our sponsor this episode of the something something experience is brought to you by WhedonCon a charity and sci-fi fantasy gathering celebrating the works of Joss Whedon Created by the fans and for the fans, WhedonCon 2017 will take place the weekend of May 19th through the 21st in Los Angeles and will celebrate the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In honor of the late Ron Glass, all proceeds from this year's convention will go to the Al Wooten Jr. Heritage Center to fund after-school and summer programs for low-income families. Get your single day or full weekend tickets on sale now at WhedonCon.com. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. <laughs> but, but okay, so so er, record scratch, grandma's butt plugs. Yeah. <laughs> so seriously, it said for medicinal purposes like diarrhea. It said that on the box, and it wasn't like they were like wooden. I know she, my grandma was only sixty. She wasn't using this. She had colon cancer. It wasn't something she was using. I think it was something that maybe her dark humor, she thought it was really funny, and she put it away, never thinking, oh, yeah. My kids gonna are going to discover this stuff. And we're going to find this. Because yeah. I, I was looking, I'm like, oh, Clearly my mom her porn a- buddy was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only thing, too. Is- but wooden butt plugs. I mean, I, mean, I could... I could I could I could kind of see somewhere back in some time that that they would think <laughs> oh if you if you're having diarrhea but you really really need to go out butt plug okay maybe <laughs> but 
we also know that that anxiety massagers. We know what those are for. We know that those the hysteria. The, yeah, the hysteria. Um, they, air quotes. We air quoted. Yeah, air quoted. <laughs> um, so I think. Um, so he air quoted again. But they, you know, I mean, we. Se- they found stone sex toys that are a thousand years old. You know, in in archaeological sites, and so. Maybe <laughs> that's just a fertility goddess. You maybe, can't stick that up there. I mean, I mean, what do you what What's your take on that? I mean, and I don't mean to be too personal, but I mean, like, would I think, use? No, 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 no. Okay. Do you think, Grandma? I don't think she used no? those. They looked so for antiques. They look so pristine. New. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there would have been something in there. Plus, it was wooden. It was. That's a terrible Splitters idea. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Although there are, reach. I've seen some pretty, pretty amazing wooden, like super polished wooden yeah, sex this, toys. One of them was like the size of a fist. It's just like I, I know some wow, things about grandma. my grandma, and I just don't think that that. Now, but but does your grand did your grandma have the kind of sense of humor where maybe she would think something like that was amusing and, and would would maybe it was a gag gift or something or oh I'm pardon sure the, pardon I'm the pun, sure. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she definitely had light. She was definitely lighthearted. She uh, and a little dirty, a, a little, little dirty, dirty. Yeah. and a little like you're like no, that would be maybe then that was racist. Like, they, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Like she, when I was little, she pretended she knew how to speak Spanish. She would just say uno dos tres to me when I was three or five, like around there. This is before like. Yeah. I knew any yeah. Spanish, and I would just be like, Grandma, what are you saying? She'd be like, uno dos tres. I'm like, whoa, no, I'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, uh, she had fun ways of tormenting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, family. Um, yeah, one of the I think one of the great joys in life is discovering how later or maybe early on but discovering how human your relatives really are oh yeah the good ones anyway the ones that you can actually stand to be around but but like if you had a closer like I had a close relationship with my mom's parents and and their memories I have of talking to them of things they would say to me that they never would say to anyone else or little naughty little dirty things or dirty jokes or this or that and you know I still remember some of my grandpa's jokes and stuff but he was always just this nice really respectful deacon of the church used to drive old ladies to the doctor you know that kind of just real nice and my grandma same thing was basically um, after she got out of after they the war was over she basically was like a nurse like a part time nurse and and a housewife and so but I, you know, but then occasionally she would say something that was just like, whoa, grandma got a dirty sense of humor. All right. <laughs> and I, those are like little magical nuggets that kind of stay with you. But I mean, she had to have had a good sense of humor. She'd been married five times. Ooh. The fifth and fourth uh, husband were the same person. And her third husband, I believe, uh, she was basically his beard for a while mm. where she had found him with another man and it was annulled. Mm. Uh, so she's, yeah. Thing, she was pretty hip. Yeah, pretty she hip to the started job. having yeah, yeah. kids at 15. Yeah, and yeah. Um, one of the things I inherited from her was my uncle Merlin, real name, <laughs> uh, made, a, made a big dinner ring. I never even heard of the term, but my grandma called it a dinner ring of all of the wedding rings. And fuse them into one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. So it only fits on my thumb. If that. <laughs> if that. Like, she was also a, a taller oh. <laughs> a taller woman, and my mom and I are like pygmies. <laughs> like, basically, when I'm holding that ring, it's like, Frodo! It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, it's so heavy! There's it, so much weight oh, of relationships! Sam, Sam, it weighs so heavily on my heart. <laughs> yes, but you look so cute when doing it, Mr. Frodo. Um, uh, Elijah Wood is so my celebrity crush. Right? He is! He's been doing... Um, he's been promoting uh, uh, Dirk Gently. He was on uh, Nerdist last fall promoting the Dirk Gently series that he mm-hmm. did for BBC. And, um, yeah, it's it's really great to hear him. Because you always think about him, like, around some role or whatever. But then you hear him just being himself. And, yeah, definitely celebrity crush material without question. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just... Uh, the thing is, is that my husband and I, I have a joking uh, list of celebrities, oh, of course. and of course, oh, of course, Elijah Wood's way up there, but then all the rest of them are, like, musicians that are in Seattle, and be like, that guy works down the street! But, like, <laughs> this yeah, is not a was, fantasy list! He works next... I saw him this morning! I just, you <laughs> I saw know, him at Starbucks this morning! It just, it makes more sense to keep it local. <laughs> like, it's also a little more realistic, you yeah, know? Yeah, attainable. These are... Wait, wait, is this a fantasy list, or is this a goal sheet, you know. <laughs> it's my sex bingo! <laughs> everybody's everybody's free pass is Andy Dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who wants to get 86? Oh my gosh, that's a good Andy Dick! Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh. Why do I do computer shit when I could be making people laugh on stage? Although, impressions aren't a thing now. That's not true. They just had like a big, uh, sorry, so. <laughs> That's not true. You're wrong. You just did not yes <laughs> and flip, me. Flip, oh, the, flip table. the table. Ugh. This podcast is over. I'm Fuck flipping you. the table. Oh, that's a good song. Um, so. um, Dana Carvey just had, <laughs> Dana Carvey had a series on USA that my friend Justin Ruppels did. Uh, a name drop. Yeah. Uh, hey, you dropped this. It's a name. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was really fun to watch. It's these uh, different impressionists that can do like just a mm. depth of voices. And Melissa Villasenor was on it too. She mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. Uh, I had a tea party with her when we first did the filling is mutual. Nice. Um, she had a joke about uh, having people over for tea and being mad at like an old friend of hers when she was a kid. So I made scones and we made jam together and we had a tea party. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Did you have stuffed animals there too? <gasps> you know that would have been great, but then I would have had I, I would have had to go to a thrift store. I'm not buying new stuffed animals. I, I love that not new stuffed some animal TV money. Show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't have new stuffed animal money. This, this is IFC, man. It's oh, not this network. Is, this this is before IFC. Oh, this yeah. was just YouTube. Oh, and yeah. IFC, they gave us some money, and we did. Uh, we made aphrodisiac cupcakes with mm-hmm. Ty Barnett mm-hmm. and Jenny Zagrino. Cupcakes that make you want to get Nikki. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, so gross. And what we're in the... Uh, <laughs> Everyone was naked, and there was frosting everywhere. It was disgusting. Oh, nightmares. It was like that scene from Var- Varsity Blues, but with whipped cream. Oh, wait, that was whipped cream. With frosting. <laughs> And pieces of cupcake where the bush is. At one point, Bob just opened the can of Betty Crocker and he was just flinging it at people. It was, oh. It's ready with! My carpet will never be the same. Extra moist. (laughs) So, 
Oh, so we made the aphrodisiac cupcakes and they're chocolate cupcakes with uh, just I looked online to find a bunch of aphrodisiacs so cupcakes with chocolate and like a little bit of spice and the uh, frosting had uh, chai, uh, chai, chai latte uh, and cinnamon and nutmeg and those were all supposed to be aphrodisiacs and then Jenny Zagrino my co-host and my closest friend like got oysters. I was just going to say, please tell me. Oh my god. Please tell me somebody made a raw oyster cupcake. She did. She did. She, made, she, got, yes. she shucked all yes. the oysters. Yes, yes, yes. And Ty and I, Ty Barnett, we both <laughs> virgins to oysters. Mm. And there's footage of Ty like taking the oyster like a champ and then immediately walking to the bathroom, spat it out. That wasn't on film. And then came back like, oh, they were so good. And I'm just like, oh, these are horrible. And she takes the cupcake Makes a hole in the frosting, puts it on top, and she's like, I'm ready to fuck! <laughs> and, and she takes a big bite of it. Fun fact, we filmed all of them in one day. <laughs> and so by the time the next day, she's also, like, I think, I think she has a... Uh, dairy, like, I think she has a bit of a lactose intolerance. Uh-oh. And, of course, no, frosting is nothing but butter. Right. And powdered sugar. So yeah. she was not feeling good with a mixture no. of all that dairy and raw oysters. A little gassy, maybe. A little, little icky. I, I recommend if anybody <laughs> makes that uh, for that episode, just know on the oysters if you, I don't know. I'm going to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, NOLA, uh, next month. And... The whole family wants to have oysters. I'm like, I will have those oyster Rockefellers for the story. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, after yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it's just been yes, like yeah. every. Single well, the day. good thing about New Orleans is you can get raw, and you can also get cooked oysters. So you can get baked oysters, and actually, baked oysters. I love raw oysters too, but baked oysters are quite delicious and aren't as oystery or fishy as as raw oysters. But I love me some raw oysters. I'm fine with fish. I mean, my last name is Seaman. Like, oh, yeah. my dad was a commercial fisherman, and his dad was a fillet man, where he just on the line for years just filleting fish. Like, I can't imagine how fun that is. Yeah. Um, Fun facts. (laughs) (laughs) How did you uh, you meet your husband? I met my husband uh, on a dating app because we're modern. And (laughs) I met him on OkCupid. Mm -hmm. And I saw him and I instantly was like, this guy looks like a freaking douche. He looks... (laughs) I'm Isn't not it kidding. always the way? I, I told her. I was Sitcoms like, are right. Or, uh, romantic comedies are right. The people who hate each other always wind up together. I was like, he's wearing this butt-up shirt. It's really tight. He looks muscular. <laughs> he looks like such an asshole. He looks like he's going <laughs> to fuck me and never call. And so I, I'd be like grateful. I'm like, you're so hot. I understand. You know, it's just like you're, you're a notch on my bedpost. And I'm just kind of like your Tuesday. And <laughs> build it up to Three, that weekend. I'm your 3 o'clock. Yeah. And he couldn't be further from the truth, and uh, for, that couldn't be further from the truth. And he messaged me because I had all these weird things in my profile. Because I was like, if you can get past this, then we can chat. Mm, and yeah, yeah. he wrote me. He's like, how can I not talk to? His first words to me were, how can I not talk to a girl who loves Murder City Devils in the movie Annie Hall? <laughs> I was like. Maybe this is a douche man. So I I look on his page and it's like, oh my goodness, you're talking about French New Wave movies and all these like economic books. Okay, maybe this is all right. I'll go on a date with you. And our first date was eight hours, start at 10 p.m. Ooh. And just heads up, I made, I made him wait nine dates to have sex. Because mm. that's what... 
that's what a lot of ladies do and maybe a lot of guys do is like oh I like this person they have to wait everybody else just fuck them and leave (laughs) 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 gotta see if this is even worth the two months of fucking so (laughs) so we went to a Cinnabar which is one of those bars where you go to watch a movie and you can get Mm -hmm, drinks mm -hmm, and food mm -hmm. delivered to you with fun titles like Chill of the Corn it's popcorn and (laughs) so we went we went to see Side Effects which is such a weird movie to go on a first day it's like oh this erotic thriller great and so then I had never been so excited about somebody and like felt like I knew known them for so long and we ended up going to my neighborhood, Fremont, in Seattle, and going to a pinball bar, and nobody was there. And then we started drinking Tall Boys on my on my deck of my house because in Seattle I can afford a house <laughs> and <laughs> in renting with a deck <laughs> with two decks and a Ooh. weeping willow tree. I'm living large. <laughs> uh, now I live in Los Feliz uh, with uh, in a closet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, I told him he couldn't come into the house because it was our first date, and I wasn't that kind of girl, which clearly I was. And, <laughs> and he, he was so sweet. He's like, I'm not trying to pull anything, but I have to go to the bathroom, which made sense. So many beers. <laughs> and so we go into the, we go into the bathroom together. We're real comfortable. Uh, we, go, we go into my house, and he goes to the bathroom, and I'm like, you know what? Since you broke the seal, which were my words, since you broke the seal, let's watch a movie. This is before Netflix and chill, so oh, yeah. we're just watching yeah. uh, VHS. So again, VHS, Ooh, yeah, fancy, like, and not VHS the like VHS the horror movie. No, 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 VHS tapes. No, <laughs> kind of biodome on that. <laughs> uh, Andy Dick. Andy Dick. <laughs> Wait, he's another he's not callback. In that. That's uh, in the army now. Oh yeah, no, yeah, in the uh, biodome was Polly Shore. Polly Shore the and the, uh, Baldwin that got super religious. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Fun fact about Young Jen, she used to get ready in the morning to the Biodome soundtrack. Ooh. Ooh, that she's really cool. <laughs> uh, that and Tank Girl, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I love the Tank Girl soundtrack. Oh, the Devo yes. version of Head Like a Hole. <gasps> it's very, it's, oh, it's my gosh. Very, it's, it's so very. <laughs> now we're going Heathers. It's just reference. It's reference machine gun. It's reference machine Gag gun. Me. Gag me. <laughs> so we watched uh, VHS, and then I showed him my favorite Twilight Zone episode because I love Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Every New Year's Eve, got to sit down. Don't care. Sci-fi Twilight Zone marathon. marathon. Boom. Can't. So what's your favorite Twilight? Zone? The Hunt with mm-hmm. uh, with. The old man, and he's uh, looking for raccoons, and he dies, and oh no, so many spoilers for the 60-year-old television show. (laughs) (laughs) And and he comes back, and he's walking the fence of, of eternity, and he almost gets tricked into going to the gates of hell, but they won't allow dogs. Mm. And he's like, the dog would have smelled all the brimstone and would have alerted you. And then he sees this other angel, and he's like, yeah, we have raccoon hunting every day. And this is a really, it's that one and the Midnight Sun, of mm. course, are my favorite. Um, but yeah, we watched that, and he fell asleep, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, well, you should probably leave. Yeah. And, yeah, that was our first date. And he claims that our second date was when we had our first kiss. And um, and I did one of those, yes! <laughs> like, but silently. 
and I forget how short I am, that it's so easy to look over top of me and see everything I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm always worried, like, do I have dandruff? Because everyone can see that. <laughs> it's like 5'1". It's, yeah. Which is great, because if, you if you're 5'1 and you have a bat in the cave, and, like boogers... Nobody you're, sees oh, that. No, you're good. you know. You're good. But you're privy to everyone's boogers. Yeah. In the 80s, that was the problem with everybody over those mirrored coffee tables. Yeah. Like, doing blows so everybody would see the bats in the cave. Of course, they were white. They were snowy bats. You know, they were albino bats. But <laughs> Yeah, because um, that's what people were worried about. Like, oh, no, this blood coming out of my nose is really disrupting the boogers. <laughs> <laughs> is this cut with fiberglass? Um, yeah. Um, so we're getting close to um, the uh, time here. What... What out there right now, uh, the thing I always ask uh, guests is, what's out that you're consuming in terms of like uh, audio, video, books, anything, kind of media? Uh, what's your media passion right now? Obviously, you're big on uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah. My favorite episodes are the, um, the, uh, the couple caught in the train loop in the little town. Where they keep going back for right, the... Right, the, the New Year's party, and it turns out that it's a, t- t- a giant, giant kid baby's train set. Spoilers. I like that one, and I like um, a Terror at 20,000 Feet. I'm a big mm-hmm. Richard Matheson fan. Um, and the one with the um, the plastic surgery operation where they're going to operate on the lady. I she's going to be, and then it turns out she's oh, beautiful yeah. and everybody's Beauty ugly. Oh, yeah, the eye yeah, of the beholder. Yeah, the beholder. And then also, uh, there's, there's, there was time now. It's not fair. Oh, there was time any time now. you could yeah. have... What was that guy's Burgess name? Burgess Meredith. Yes. yes. He da- go and check out his his uh his notches on his belt oh, are yeah. Oh, prolific. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that guy got he got his. Yeah. Yeah. He dated like all the gorgeous starlets. Love Burgess Meredith. He's so good. Not only as the penguin and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many stewardesses you bank. <laughs> Have you seen the one where the guy has a bunker and he invites all the people that hurt him as a child? In, into the bunker and then stages a fake nuclear explosion and then he goes mad. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, if I watch The Twilight Zone, I freak out, even though they're far older than my mom oh, and yeah. anyone in my family at this point, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... I have to like I have to have my husband there or someone else. So I'm like, I don't know, Rod Sterling could come in at any moment. <laughs> like, but yeah, I, I definitely watched um I definitely watched The Twilight Zone. I finished all of OA within a day and a half. Um I got sick with the flu and I'd never watched a Gilmore Girl episode once and I watched all of the Gilmore Girls. Oh, I'm girls. so sorry. I'm I glad know. to see you're still with us. I was so surprised. <laughs> like, my husband would just come in and be like, another one of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> the damn theme song kept coming up. A friend of ours tried to turn us on to that show, and um, we got about two episodes in, and we're like, we, we, we need to stop. Well, we, we we need to stop. The thing is, is like I I always hate it when people are like, "Well, she's my best friend." It's like, no, you're her mom. Be a mom. You're yeah. a terrible right, mom right, right now. Terrible mom, bad mom. Because my mom had me at seventeen and got pregnant with me at sixteen, so I'm like the same thing as the Gilmore Girls, except it would have been super easy if our parents were millionaires. <laughs> like yes. that whole show. I'm like, am I supposed to feel bad for you because you walked away from the millions? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Yeah. Like the, I'm always the most excited about the girl who uh, her mom runs the antiques uh, antique store. That's my favorite character. I'm like, I want more of her. Yeah. But 
I'm like, I don't feel bad about you. Like, did you watch the the newer? Yes, I did. Because that was, was the like six episodes or something. Four, four episodes. It was a year in the life. Oh yeah. So yeah. four, one per season. Mm-hmm. Ah, so yeah. I, I heard I, I heard not great things, but I, I just felt really bad because it's like okay, so this my favorite character ends up having sex for the first time, doesn't even like sex, and gets pregnant with twins. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Why? She's done everything right. Why is she punished all the time? Like Oh authors. But the girl but the 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 little the little Gilmar girl, she can screw around with Yale and like have sex with somebody who's engaged and everything's fine for her. No. Anyway. So yeah that So what what's out now? Like movies, TV, or music, or books, uh, or I've been watching Legion, mm-hmm. which I heard that the Aubrey Plaza character was originally for a, a middle aged man, and then she decided not to have, or she asked to have none of the uh, none of the script changed for that character, so it's still her, mm. uh, which I think is fantastic. That's very good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, my husband has been getting me into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because I never watched it because mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to spend th- 30 minutes with somebody they're gonna be nice <laughs> yeah yeah I'm the same way I I, I, I mean my, my wife and I started with Game of Thrones and started with Walking Dead and and, and I eventually I got to the point I'm just like none of these people are happy right? none of these people are ever gonna be happy I don't wanna watch this I'm unhappy I don't wanna watch people who are unhappier than me I wanna watch happy funny great give me give me give me and so yeah I, I watch a lot of comedy we watch I mean we've watched like Stand Against Evil and we've watched uh, right now, we just finished. There's a Doctor Who spinoff. Huge Doctor Who fan. There's a Doctor. Uh, I'm not supposed. To, I'm supposed to do a podcast where I've never seen any Doctor Who because I've never seen Doctor Who. It's not for everyone. I've been watching since 1977, but I'm holy crap. Yeah. Um, there's a spinoff of Doctor Who called uh, Class, and it's like a teenage, like a young adult series. It's not quite as as adult as. Um, as Torchwood, but it's not quite as kid or family friendly as Doctor Who. So it's somewhere in the middle. I mean, there's cursing and there's sex. There's gay sex in it. Um, it's actually pretty <laughs> like good. How you really, there's gay sex. Well, Jen. I mean, that's the thing. If you have a teenage, I mean, that's the thing. Is is I'd I mean, you couldn't even show up. men kissing in the in the 80s when I grew up on TV. You know, Cowboy they, Bebop. Right. Yeah. Right, they right, totally right. like fuzz out the. Yeah. Right. And this has gay sex. I mean, you don't see, obviously, but you see two two teenage boys in bed having sex and having butt sex and, you know, like gay sex. And it's like, wow. Thank you for Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> but it, it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, I just didn't really expect this. What is this. gay sex? You Tell know. me. Well, but I mean, some, yeah, some so do, some don't. Yeah. There's definitely. Anyway. But it was just like, I was like. Wow, cool! And they made it just as matter of fact as the other, as the boy and girl in the series who have sex, right? Which is exactly the way it should be. And I was just, but I'm still because I'm so conditioned from having grown up through the seventies, eighties, nineties of like, oh, the greatest hits of the seventies, eighties, nineties, and today. Right, and you get me. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So you no money back. Um, No refunds. Table flip. Write your congressman. so yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good. Uh, so, but it was just the way that it was presented as everything was just so normal, and mm. that's what it was still surprising to me when I see a show that presents things that's just so matter of fact, and it's great. So, 
We also have been watching Victoria, which is a completely different type of thing. PBS, it's um, Jenna Coleman, and it's basically the very, very early life of Queen Victoria. So right. from when she was a teenager, just when she becomes queen, mm-hmm. she meets Albert and, the, and and all her kind of dealings and changes to the mar- monarchy that she makes and right. that kind of thing. So that yeah, was cool. I watched The Crown, which is like right, the right. next generation of Victoria. Right, right, right. right. And you mentioned Walking Dead. I love Walking Dead because I just love Michonne the most. Sure. Sure, yeah, Michonne's great, and um, but I just, I just I, those people are never happy, and I can't, I can't watch it. It's just too, too bleak. Anytime though, I can see Michonne with her, uh, with oh, I forget the name of her sword. Um, oh, bladies. <laughs> with Cut, her bladies. Cutty bladies. Like, I don't know, I just what the name of that kind of sword is. Oh, the katana. Yes, her katana. katana. Okay, okay. Thank you. I thought oh. there was a specific name she had. Like, this is, <laughs> this is Big Lizzie. Or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But, but no. no, I like the Michonne character, too. Um, but it, I can watch a, a movie that's bleak or read a book right. that's bleak if, when I read. Pff, yeah, right. Um, but I can watch a movie or a, a one-off thing or like a... Or like um, a... Uh, uh, repertory type show like Black Mirror or something like that. Black where, Mirror though, that's too like I like the I like Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but Black Mirror is like, oh shit, this is too real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is like gonna yeah. happen in two months if 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 Apple's just like, you know what, we should have a rating system. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, yeah, yeah. So but 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 a whole series where just episode after episode season after season and you, and you can it's take just a break. Like, it's but still it's just this one story of these people and you just see them struggle right. and struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and and if I see people struggle I want to see some kind of reward for it at the end because right. you know yeah my husband always says this is the worst way to end a Sunday <laughs> so, like, going oh yeah like, let's watch oh. this right before we go to bed before getting up and going to work right. on Monday right yeah yeah no but I love uh, my Sundays I love watching Bob's Burgers oh, oh yeah oh my yeah. gosh yeah. I love that show so much yeah my wife says that Tina is her spirit animal so. <laughs> that's a good spirit animal to have yeah, yeah. and I got her the little bunny hat that the other daughter wears um, mm-hmm. I got her that for Christmas so well, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go you see You have to get going. Movie. So, um, plug your stuff. Where can people find you online? Uh, JenSaunderson.com. It's a new last name because I'm married. Yay. And instead of Seaman, which I've been wanting for so long, <laughs> but it's S-A-U-N-D-E-R-S-O-N because I have mm-hmm. to remind myself. And on Twitter, cool. Jen Saunderson. And then definitely if people could check out the IFC on the Comedy Cribs for The Filling is Mutual. That'd be great. And it's Excellent. the filling, F-I-L-L-I-N-G, because it's inside a pie. Right. Like the filling in a pie instead Yay. of, like, my emotions. Yeah. I eat my fillings. Fillings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I eat my fillings, and, and they, they pop out. They're not very well-made. Um, no. Um, that was a dental joke. It was bad. Um, what, uh, do you have any shows or anything like that coming up? Events that you're going to be doing uh, or stand-up gigs? Or? Yes. I'm going to be doing a festival in Phoenix, uh, the Bird City Comedy Festival. Okay. Yeah, cool. so that should be uh, in April, uh, mid-month, so I'm cool. excited about that. Well, I will put up links to all the things. Thanks for coming and chatting Thanks, today. This was Thanks really super cool. Me. And my uh, wonderful friend Amber being so quiet Hi, in the Amber. corner the whole time. <laughs> She's excited. <laughs> <laughs>
well, I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. Uh, we are Something2XP everywhere online. Look us up on Twitter and on Facebook and on iTunes and Stitcher and uh, Google+. Plus and uh, Google Play Music, et cetera, et cetera. Oh I don't gosh. have my script in front of me, so this is going to sound really, really uh, awful and things. But uh, please uh, send us a, a ratings, a subscribe, review, all the lovely things. Uh, email us at something2xp at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your host, Michael John Simpson. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Cesari. Please visit our website and blog at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and like us on Facebook and Google+. This episode was brought to you by WhedonCon 2017, the weekend of May 19th through 21st in Los Angeles. For information and tickets, please visit WhedonCon.com. You can email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.